Hi, welcome back to Leia's Dead. This is the fifth podcast, and I'm really, really excited to say that uh, I am now on iTunes. So if you want to subscribe to Leia's Dead, it's now on iTunes. For those that don't know what Leia's Dead is, it was inspired by the work situation that many of us, 10, 11, 12-year-olds who sat in that first film, that first Star Wars film back in 1977, are going through a major transition at a time where we thought that we would more likely be looking at uh, checking our investments and riding out into the sunset and retiring. But no, the world is all turning upside down. And so this was inspired by those of us of a certain age that uh, sort of need to be encouraged that actually a lot of what's happening is not bad stuff. It's kind of amazing for creative types like myself. So Anyway, we lost our rebel princess. The world seems completely upside down. The empire appears to be winning, but this is no time to give up. Hashtag join the resistance. So like I said, Leia's Dead 5 is this podcast, the massive result of Boba Fett and the sellout and Citizens United. When I write these, I find myself, as any dignified Star Wars fan would, trying to avoid referring to episodes 1 through 3. There was just so much greasy kid stuff in those, and when you contemplate the films, as we hardcore Star Wars fans do, way too much, they should have been amazing. Think about it. The fall and end of the Senate? The galaxy's ruling body? The whole thing stimulated by a fake trade dispute that was more than suspicious. The conspiracy and manipulation and espionage and all of that, it could have been so powerful. And dwarfing even that galactic coup, The transformation of Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader should have been the most intense material we ever saw for a sci-fi film. Should have easily been the kind of material of legendary films, and with the fan base, oh my god, could have been off the charts. Alas, Lucas seemed to be relishing family life too much for us diehard fans, and honestly, I can't hate him for that. Real life being so good that you get consumed by it? I mean, come on. I have to be an asshole not to be okay with that, even if it meant these three films that should have exceeded the first three just didn't hit their mark at all. Now, regarding Jaja Binks, on the other hand, it's worthy of hating him for. (laughs) And though seeking to avoid them, this podcast, podcast actually references one of those films, and the reason lies right here in our real world events as they, are transpar- as they are transpiring while I record this podcast. Currently, and for a while in America, the alignment of Christianity with so much harsh, ugly, and mean GOP agendas is so beyond my understanding. But as I have said before, the careful and patient and relentless repackaging, rebranding, and manipulation of American life has far moved us from baseball and apple pie and all those nice good old family feelings into an identity scarcely anything beyond the pure, unbridled love of money. Trickle down has been a term we use too often for things that do not trickle down. But one trickle down that actually does play out very naturally is that deep love of money. Starting from those that rule here in America, taking home billion dollar bonuses and massive salaries even when they screw up. What kind of system do we have that even somebody who totally screwed up, caused financial damage, walks away with a package that most of us would scarcely make in a lifetime? 
That trickles right down to all of us common Americans determined to get further and have more than the Joneses next door, no matter what it takes to do it, and we will. Too many of us are in positions where expanding our income and growing what we pull in seems impossible, so we turn that same quest the other way and become absolutely hell-bent on the best prices we can find so we can hoard and stock away as much as we can, and we sell our communities and small business owners off by walking into Walmart every chance we get. And I understand. The second podcast I did, I explained the, uh, the reality and my understanding of Walmart, but still... We are, we are like digging the hole deeper. Even the small of, smallest of us and our love of saving a dollar has contributed to the only real American deal that, ideal that is growing, America's addiction and love of money. And it has been slowly and patiently created for decades and probably at the beginning of breaking up these old ideals and traditions that we delude ourselves with the idea that we still have was the moving around and breaking up of families that the Industrial Revolution commanded us to do. Splitting us up all over the place for work was a great start to turning our focus to money. Once separated and in locations we had no previous interest in being makes us more ready to put all of our focus on the next promotion or chance to get ahead. Not having any reason to live where we do other than a job creates a powerful shift. It makes it easier to put a price on ourselves and sell to the highest bidder with an intent on returning home to all those good values someday. But for now, we focus money. Now, most of us never end up returning to those hometowns with those good values once we start playing the game because we adapt our lives to accommodate the money that we make. The more we make, the more we can do all those things we had been hoping one day to get to do going out to the theater every week or dinner whenever we want, shopping anytime and private school for the kids, college tuition being saved up for the best and most expensive schools we can afford for our kids so our family name moves ahead. The summer house or the fancy car, it separates many of us from the lives and families we grew up with, and too many like that separation. It has come to suggest success and accomplishment. We did better. We are no longer them. And we further align with the machine and the money separating ourselves and more from our real bonds. And once we acquire all those wonderful things, we further separate ourselves from even the ability to live a simpler life or understand or choose to understand those who didn't climb to our heights. Like a giant corporation has to dismantle to reduce itself, so our lives become the same and the only way we can step down is to dismantle what we have carefully assembled over our career paths, and that, without some catalyst, is just not going to happen. It would be like stepping away from success. How many still to this day wonder what the fuck about Dave Chappelle? What was he thinking? And how many others? We call them one-hit wonders and have shows called Where Are They Now? But what the hell is all that except more social conditioning that makes anyone that doesn't choose to stay on this pony ride seem like they failed, didn't have what it takes, or was actually a loser all along? I'm not saying in this world where the Industrial Revolution and now globalization and automization are changing everything that you shouldn't go where you need to go for work. But sometimes those simple decisions that seem so right end up somewhere far, far away from where you plan to be and might actually be the engineering of someone else that you don't even realize or know and might be playing you like a pawn into someone else's bigger picture. Okay, back to Star Wars and the dastardly Boba Fett. 
So in episode two, Obi-Wan finds himself on the planet Kamino that was so deeply hidden that even the incomparable and infallible Jedi library in their protected temple had been altered so it could not be found and the planet didn't exist. Once he finds the non-existent planet Kamino, he also finds to a shock that they have been growing a massive clone army that no one except those secretly engineering the future knew about. Even the Jedi, with their spiritual power and ability to see through everything, were blind to it. In hindsight, there were signs everywhere, though, that something bigger was being engineered and was happening. For example, the trade dispute on Naboo seemed a bit too big of a deal for the Senate to be so stimulated by. I mean, to me it did. For a small planet on the edge of the Outer Rim? Of course it was a Senate affair, but it seemed to be stirring the pot more than it should have been. The attempted assassination on Padme Amidala was also peculiar to be happening at this time for one small single planet in a scarcely populated area of the galaxy. Then, of course, when it was basically too late, the vote of no confidence in Supreme Chancellor Valor and the appointment of Palpatine to the position, come on, this was all very cleverly engineered and was a much bigger plot than people were paying attention to. I'm sure you see the engineering I'm talking about and where I am going with this in real life, if you don't follow me. We have a ton of these social engineering organizations and groups and federal programs in our real world setting us all up already. Of course, both the GOP and the Dems each have their social engineering that accommodates the oligarchies they serve. Citizens United has probably been one of the boldest public displays of this recently. That and the Patriot Act. I believe our educational system is also a powerful tool of social engineering. We have been slowly cutting the financing of our public education for decades now because it is well known that people less smart are easier to manipulate and steer. Most of us are aware of the mainstream news outlets being social engineering. Fox for the right, MSNBC for the left. Keep the two sides fighting and we can do anything we want with the real goings on in this world. I believe the NRA is social engineering. Make us love our guns more than we love our own American children, and we will agree to cut Meals on Wheels, Planned Parenthood, Medicaid, lunch programs for children, care for our veterans, after-school programs, care for our elderly, Social Security, for God's sake. That's not even the government's money, but we go along with all of it to protect ourselves with growing military spending and wars fighting foes that are also engineered and marketed to us very cleverly, even though it was actually us who destabilized regions and allowed these powers to become out of control too often to mention in this single podcast. There is even great research that goes behind social engineering at these levels. Being involved in media, I have been privy to much lower levels of this engineering with choices we were making each month on every publication I worked on and every discussion I had on my TV pitch or others. And there's this. Way back under George Bush Sr., there was a think tank and ultimately a research document that he put together. It was a think tank to develop an outline to forecast the economic position of America in the next 100 years. Portions of the document are available online now. This document is called The Plan for a New American Century, or simply the PNAC. So here was this task for this think tank. Bush assembled a group of some of the smartest scientists and social economic minds in the world. The focus task was to take a look and estimate the United States economic status in the next 100 years. They had anything they needed, including any and all information on the progress and shifts that our nation has gone through in our history as the basis by which they made their determination. 
Once they completed this task, it was discovered that the economic status of the United States was in great danger and wasn't likely to stay on top as a world power even within the next 50 years, let alone the next 100. Well, this was alarming, so Bush extended the project and asked them to take the next step into finding a solution to correct this problem. So they dug in and began to do that very thing. What they discovered were a lot of alternative ways for which we could turn the tide and maintain our global power position, but all of their ideas, every single one, required military action somewhere in the world. Military action means war, dropping bombs, targeting people. Bush had them continue the project for one more step. Bush knew that he had to sell it to the American people. So the final step for the think tank was how to sell this military action in the world to the American people. Military action for no purpose beyond the economic repositioning of the United States. They could only find one answer to that. The American people needed to feel threatened. Now, not so many years down the road, Bush's son would become president and place many of the same people around him that his father had. And then 9-11 happened. The American people all felt threatened in this new world, and everything on our planet has been shifting since. Interesting. I'm not going to say more than Google search it for yourself and determine your own ideas about it. But next time you dog a conspiracy theorist for believing the impossible and call them nuts, take a moment to realize there are things happening in this world that you may not completely know about, and there are definitely, definitely, definitely powers playing you like a pawn because that is all you are. That is all any of us are. And take a moment to consider maybe a geek who spends obsessive time reading and some digging knows something that you do not. The powers that be engineered the world around us. Don't be so hasty to defend those powers you don't even know, and then in your next breath shoot down a sci-fi conspiracy geek who you can actually know personally and are in direct contact with or maybe even are related to or have known for a long time. Now... If you listen, and then, on your own, look into what this person who you know is saying, and it turns out to have no basis beyond paranoia, okay, then, and only then, maybe they are nuts. Just don't be so sure you have enough of the facts to know anything, because most of us absolutely do not. This world, undeniably, is being engineered and fed to you through a baby spoon. This I can tell you for sure. There are signs everywhere if you know where to look and how. Just like in the Clone Wars, there were signs everywhere. We are living a day where Palpatine is now Supreme Chancellor, and it will only take one major move for Congress to give this vile, unfit, full, complete, unbridled emergency power, just like the Senate in Star Wars did for Palpatine. It is coming. Mark my words. Some event, trouble, problem that will decidedly take 45's full, unregulated power to deal with, just like it went down for Palpatine. Just to handle some dispute on one planet in a galaxy that should have never elevated to that point. And we're watching the beginnings of that setup now, in our real world. You know, and the, we Star Wars fans know the rest. Once again, I find myself thinking of Padme's words that I mentioned in the last podcast. So this is how democracy dies, with thunderous applause. Chilling. Chilling because of the unbelievable numbers of people who still have signs supporting number 45 in their yards or on their cars. Unbelievable, but there will indeed be thunderous applause by some when that transfer of power happens. 
We just need to do everything we can to not allow them to cross that line. We are not yet at that moment, not in the real world yet. The three branches of government are wrestling and creaking and straining like I have not seen before. It sounds like all the trees around the house I grew up in during a storm yesterday. This storm that passed through had TV and radio announcing tornado watches all over the area. You'd swear things were all about to snap, but so far just tremendous creaking. And for now, the three branches of government are holding steady. For now. Even Congress, under GOP control, has been surprisingly digging their heels on some legislation that many of us thought would get pushed through fast. But don't be fooled. There are definitely those learning from our reactions to things and adjusting their approach. We may not yet be at that Senate vote for full emergency power for number 45 yet, but they are in the making. And if the GOP-controlled Congress thinks they can get away with it, when the moment comes, they will agree to it all and push this as far as they can. Watch carefully each small step of separation they are creating, their health care bill that is a nightmare. They are exempt from any part of it. Every single bit of separation they create from us makes taking full power and overthrowing democracy easier. The real world around us is being engineered every day and has been for decades, maybe centuries. Even many of our prominent religious leaders who should be striving for the spiritual growth and positive stimulation of our souls are involved. Distraction, keep people focused on their inner self to heal the world. Now, I'm all about the inner self, but if these people are working to distract us from other things, that's wrong. And many of these leaders who should be connecting us to nirvana or with a higher power or God have either joined the forces of evil because they have also become swayed by money or power or fear, or they have become blind to it just like the Jedi were. This is engineered. Rest assured, the real spiritual ones, the real spiritual leaders with the right ideas are being drowned out by so much awful ideology that is now being accepted as Christianity in America. Oh my God, the conversations I have had with some of these people who seem to have no compassion any longer is insanity. That has been forged by the real true American dream and heart, which is now nothing much beyond the love of money. And in the end, the powerful army and their reach would not have been possible in the Clone Wars without massive amounts, massive amounts of secret, unnamed, invisible money and the common Americans' willingness to surrender without any understanding of Citizens United and various other bits of smaller legislation that has allowed multiple millions of dollars to flow from names that only even get mentioned in those crazy conspiracy theories we hear batted around. We all now call out the Koch brothers, Goldman Sachs, Soros, and many of number 45's actual cabinet members as part of this billionaire alliance and part of the engineering of the American mind. But to the ears of way too many people, it sounds like simple paranoia and gets ignored. But it is all real. More invisible money is flowing into these frightening places and are impossible to flow, to follow. And the real American dreamers who know the truth are ready to sell their very hearts for a big enough chunk. Boba Fett may have been only one single individual willing to sell his very DNA for a sizable payout and comfortable life. But that's all it took when aligned with massive, invisible money to topple an entire galaxy's government. We are already well into the story in real life, and too many of us are willingly surrendering what makes us human, what makes us enlightened spiritual creatures for nothing but money. It is terribly dangerous territory we are in right now. And more than ever, we need to stand boldly for each other together. This is dangerous territory indeed. 
In episode two, it took only Boba Fett and the invisible billions to engineer Supreme Chancellor Palpatine's rise to the top to enslave a galaxy. Boba Fett, the ultimate sellout, and Citizens United. That's all it took. I am sure without a doubt that the next steps in America are being engineered now. Call me crazy all you want, but you will remember my words. This isn't conspiracy. This is real. May the force be with us all. So thanks for tuning in again. Okay, I promise, well, I shouldn't promise because I'm still sorting out what it's going to be. But I'm, I would like to suggest that Podcast 6 will be a lot more focused on work, navigating this new job scene and figuring out how to do this and maybe only touching on the politics since this one was so, so about the politics. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Every Thursday, a new episode of Leia's Dead. And you can get me on iTunes now. Yay! Very exciting.